Hey there. Today we are talking about the seven best and worst places to retire in 2022. And you're going to make sure you stick around to the end where we share with you three things that retirees should never overlook, but they often do. All that and more on today's episode of The Retire One Show. Hello and welcome to The Retire One Show, the show designed to help you get to retirement, but most importantly, stay retired. I'm your host, Jonathan Rankin. I'm the founder and CEO of Theorem Wealth Management, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host. Hi, I'm Melissa Rankin. Thank you so much for joining us. Have we got a great episode in store for you guys today. What are we going to be talking about? Well, first of all, we got to go through the seven best and worst places to retire because, hey, why not? I mean, this gives you something to think about. If you're in the bottom seven, do you move? If you're in the top seven, do you celebrate? You know, we're going to go through all of that. Uh, But make sure you stick around to the end because we've got three things that you want to make sure you don't overlook in retirement. But uh, before we do that, what do we want people to do? We want you to subscribe. We want you to never miss one of our amazing episodes. That's right. Never miss one of these things. And make sure you head to retireonceshow.com. There you could download our retirement toolkit. Ask us a question for the show. Uh, You can also schedule some time for your free retirement assessment, and we'd love to connect with you. So head to retireonceshow.com where you can do all that stuff. So with that, Mel? So let's kick it off. So every year there's an article done by WalletHub of the top places to live and the bottom places to live. And they go through tons of different things to kind of come up with their formula, if you will, how to rank the cities, right? Yeah. And I, I feel like before you even jump into what's the top, what's the bottom, we got to figure out what they're measuring. What yeah, is that? Absolutely. What is that methodology? So uh, in looking at that, give us a little bit, what are they, what are they doing? How many how many cities are they actually looking at? So they're actually looking at 182 cities kind of all across the U.S. And they go through four different um, dimensions or I, I call guess. them categories. Yeah, they I call them dimensions. Say, we, we were going back and forth on what to call it, but they go through four. Um, affordability, activities, quality of life, and healthcare. Yeah, and so in each one of those, um, we're going to call them categories because dimensions is odd. That kind of makes me feel like we're in the matrix and we're talking about like some sort of dimension in another universe. So we're going to focus on categories here. We're going to stay in this dimension. <laughs> so in this matrix, in this simulation, as Elon Musk would say. Uh, but they go through 46 total metrics to uh, to evaluate those categories. And so just a couple examples of some of those metrics. So if we're looking at affordability in that category. They look at the adjusted cost of living and they rank that. They look at the annual cost of in-home services and adult day healthcare. So that's all that goes into the affordability. What are some of the other ones that... Uh, so for activities, they look at um, recreation, senior centers, um, outdoor activities, fishing, if you're into that, golf, things like that. My favorite is they actually look at bingo halls per oh, capita. Right. Yes. Yeah. I forgot that one. The most important one. I think that is the most important one. Get your daubers out and uh, head to the nearest bingo center. Your to daubers. You. That's what they're called. I know. It's just funny. You know that off, off the top I've of your head. I've been to bingo. <laughs> We've been to bingo together. <laughs> yes, I, that's true. We've been to bingo together because we are a retired couple that is in their 60s. We are boomers. So. so with that in mind, it goes to the next point. Quality of life. That's right. So they look at the share of population that is over 65. This is probably where we should be living. Uh, Mild weather. Now that is the largest weight in this category. So looking at the weather there and then air quality. And then uh, the last category or dimension is healthcare. Uh, I would imagine that this is probably a new thing they looked at, but uh, the the percentage of residents who are fully vaccinated and that carries the most weight in that overall category. 
which I found kind of interesting. Which makes me wonder if, let's say they do this, like we talked about, they do this every year, but it makes me wonder if the cities have changed so much because of that now being added in. Well, we're going to get to that because we've done some looking back at previous years, so we'll look at that. Uh, but they also take a look at life expectancy and the death rate of the population over 65. So uh, fun times that they look at over there at Wallet Hub. But with that, let's get into, Mel, the top seven. Top seven. So the number one city, Charleston, South Carolina. I've never been, but it sounds amazing. It sounds great. I mean, and it's, it's number one. That's so who true. wouldn't want to live in the number one city? That is true. So congratulations to Charleston, South Carolina. You are the top place that you should live based on Wallet Hub survey. And then uh, they go through the rest of the top seven. Go ahead. So we've got Orlando, Florida. We've got Cincinnati, Ohio. And I, I don't know why I've, I've never personally been to Cincinnati, but mm-hmm. for me, that's not a huge, at least I never considered it a huge retirement area. I never... I never would have thought that. So that one surprised me the most. Yeah, um, and with football coming up, I mean, they did lose the Super Bowl too. So they don't even have that to look forward to. So I just, I mean. I don't think that was part of the study. But I mean, I'm a 49er fan. Just uh, know that the 49ers did beat the Cincinnati Bengals in previous Super Bowls. So, you know, I kind of. So you're surprised they're even on the list? I am. Okay. So with that, moving on, we have Miami, uh, Fort Lauderdale. San Francisco, which that one surprises me because it's so expensive. It is. It is the highest cost of living, but it ranked second for activities. So there is a lot to do there. Um, if you can afford to go do them. If you can. Exactly. So that is kind of the kind of what I gathered. And what is that last number seven? And the last one is Scottsdale. I mean, and we're from Arizona, so we can very easily say that it has a huge retirement community. That's true. See, I'm born and raised in California, and then I so and then I moved to Arizona, which is it is a beautiful destination, and that's where I met my lovely co-host slash wife. See, so there you have it. So that makes sense. That made you know the top seven. So then that'll lead us to the next. What's the bottom seven? Oh, shift it to me for the negativity. So the bottom seven, Vancouver, Washington, which, in all honesty. Didn't know it was a city in the United States. Um, Detroit, Michigan, Stockton, California, which to my family in Stockton, California, I'm sorry, but I absolutely agree with this. Uh, This is where my Chinese family resides. I'm half Chinese, and this is where they all live. And I don't uh, know why they live there because it should be in the bottom seven. You know, so this is one of those that maybe you mentioned in the beginning. If you live there, do you move? So yeah. this might be a yes on that I, one. I, I would, yeah. Okay. Uh, Rancho Cucamonga, San Bernardino, California, Newark, New Jersey, and Bridgeport, Connecticut is actually at the bottom of the list there. So, Which uh, that's surprising to me also because you always see the scenic, and you know, like it's supposed yeah. to be so picturesque there. Yeah, but I, I would imagine it's probably not cheap in Bridgeport. Oh, right. So that, well, but like we said, San Francisco is on the other list. Yeah, and it's San Francisco's not. got a lot to do. It's a concentrated city. There's, but it's you, pretty. Okay, well. Yeah, okay, moving on. Moving on. So I want to take a second to look at the top in each category, the top and bottom in each category, because for some, there might be things in this study that, don't, that, that aren't important to them. I mean, if in the healthcare side, if the percentage of people who are vaccinated is double weight, if you care about that, great. If you don't, well, that might throw off where things are at in the listing. So uh, the top in affordability and the bottom in affordability. So the top is Montgomery, Alabama, and obviously the most expensive place, New York, New York. Naturally. Now, the shocking thing is in the list, they are right next to each other, 131 and 132. So still kind of at the bottom, even though 
Montgomery's yeah. super affordable. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, activities, what do we got there? For activities, um, the top is Washington, D.C., and the bottom is Modesto, California. Makes sense. It's near Stockton. Move. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. If you're in Northern California, I love you. That's where I'm from. We're, we're all family, but uh, move. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to be moving on to the next one. So the top and bottom um, for quality of life. Yeah, so... Fremont, California, and, or, yeah, Fremont, California, and Springfield, Missouri is at the bottom there. Never been to either one of those, but uh, you know you could take that for what it's worth. <laughs> Which I just was double back. I wanted to double check on that. So this is not the one with the death rate. Oh no, that was the that's the healthcare one. Okay, that's perfect. So we're moving to that one next. She's just not paying attention to the I was, show I w- in the show. I'm sorry to our. I was listeners. thinking quality of life. It would make sense. I mean, I can see why it goes under healthcare, but okay. Now I digress. Okay. Healthcare. So healthcare. Top. The top is South Burlington, and the best part is that there's also a Burlington, and they're they're right next to each other on the list. I was surprised that uh, Wallet Hub looked at both of them. I guess they're two separate cities. Oh, South and just yeah. Burlington. Okay. Yeah. And then the worst for healthcare. The worst is uh, Columbus, Georgia. Yeah. So uh, whatever those factors are that they look at for healthcare. Columbus, I'm sorry that Wallet Hub doesn't think you're healthy, but we don't think that you're unhealthy. We're just looking at what Wallet Hub says. So I did want to look at the consistency of this study because, you know, if you do make a life decision, let's just say that you're planning on retirement and you go, you know what? I don't know if I want to live where I want to live. Charleston, South Carolina. Seems like it's a nice place to live. But Number one. Number one this year, but is this a study that over the years just changes where one year Charleston will be number one next year, it'll be number 175. And you go, well, I just, I just moved here because they said it was number one. What happened? So we did want to look at the consistency. So going back all the way to 2019, which feels like it was a decade ago. Easily. Yes. Yes, it does. Remember the masked time? Some people are still doing it. I know, but I just, like, think about, we went through that whole thing. The world was shut down, and we had to, like, go outside in full mask garb and everything. So we're going to go before that. Okay. Before all of that happened. Before the craziness. So top seven in 2019. Top seven in 2019 were Orlando, Tampa, Scottsdale. Uh, Charleston was still in that. Yep. Okay. So some consistency here. Um, And Miami. Denver and Fort Lauderdale. So it was missing. Cincinnati was missing, but in 2019 it was 14th. Now it's in the top seven. So hey, there. Well, that's still not bad. So that one's up. consistent. San Francisco was 20th. Now they're in the top seven. I still don't understand that one. And then Denver was in the top seven, and now they're 14th. So Denver, get your act together. You're falling off the list there. So let's talk about the bottom. So the bottom, we have Fresno. Newark, Bakersfield, San Bernardino, Warwick, Bridgeport, and Stockton. (laughs) So uh, four of them are the same. We have three newcomers this year to the bottom seven. Congratulations to Vancouver for making it to the bottom seven. (laughs) Uh, Detroit and Rancho Cucamonga. Now, we're going to look at this next category as uh, I like to call it the most improved. I like that. So uh, Warwick. I mean, they were 180th back in 2019. Now they moved up to 169th. Slowly making progress. That's okay. Bakersfield, 178. Now they are 164. 
But the award for most improved goes to Fresno, California. They went from 176 to 157. So still bad, but not as bad. I mean, nothing is bad. Everything is great. We can't say that things are bad, Melissa. Yes, we can. They ranked them from best to worst. I know, but saying things are bad means we're putting down whole cities. No, not at all. Not us. We didn't write the, the you know, the that's survey. True. We're we didn't just, do we're, the study. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just, just conveying it to you guys. That, that's true. So we're just giving you the information that uh, that Wallet Hub is giving us. But. So if you live in any of these cities that, that we said are good or bad, don't blame us. Blame Wallet Hub. That is true. But if you are thinking about relocating to a new city in retirement, that is where we can help. We can help see if that fits into your retirement plan. See if it does make sense because moving in retirement – I mean, there is a cost to that. It's not cheap to move. I mean, when we moved from Arizona to Texas, there's a there's a cost to that. A big cost. Yeah. So, you know, we had a we had a client who moved from Arizona to Florida and now is buying a place back in Arizona. So it's you know, there's there's you always never a, want to have to do the move and then the remove. No. So I mean if you do, hey, hopefully it works out for you. But all that has a cost and we're happy to help at least See if that fits in your retirement plan. Make sure you head to retireonceshow.com. Schedule that time where we can put together that retirement assessment for you. But now we want With wanna... that, we're going to shift gears a little bit. We're getting away from the, the good and the bad. That's right. Um, we want to talk about the three things that can change your retirement. That's right. There was a Forbes article that came out actually on uh, it was September 7th. We're recording this on September 8th for whenever you're watching this. Uh, and it was called The Hidden Retirement Pitfall. It's not the money. Now this article... Catchy title. It is a catchy title, and it was written by uh, Carolyn Roseblatt. She's the co-founder of AgingParents.com, a registered nurse, and a certified public health nurse. And one of the key takeaways from this that I, when I started reading this article, it, uh, it kind of made me chuckle. And I, I want to let Melissa share with you this, this excerpt from there, and I'll share with you my thoughts on that. So she says, successful retirement takes much more than adequate financial planning. What else is there? A plan for how you want to enjoy your life? Find meaning in it and ma- and maintain a purpose and identity is something financial advisors are typically not trained to explain. Uh, excuse me. First of all, first of all, we are financial advisors. That's why I had to chuckle. That's why. To, that's to, to why make it all the way through. I had to laugh too when I read this because clearly she listened to last week's episode. She must have because Be- that's in case you missed it. That's what we went over the whole episode. Uh, that was a part of it. Yeah. Where we talked about the importance of a good social strategy. So she's listening she must be. I don't know for sure, but I'm going to assume because she wrote this article after we did that episode. Yeah, I feel like we gave her maybe an idea. We had to for, give her the yeah, idea. definitely. But it is that important because, you know, another thing she talks about is depression is common in retirement and the risk is there for anyone who is not given enough consideration to what they need to do to prevent it. And this is very important. And it is something that that's why we talked about last week. Finding that sense of purpose is very, very important in retirement. It really... Yes, the money helps get you there, but making sure that you can actually live a fulfilled and successful retirement, you get there's more to it than just money. You want to enjoy it. She talks about in the article three components of a true successful retirement. And so, let's go through those. So, the number one that she lists is structure. So, structure, the way she puts it is that it gives us a routine, and without it we can feel lost, isolated, and really purposeless. So, what is some practical advice that she shares in the article? She says to design a weekly routine, something that you like, something that you can see yourself doing realistically every week. Now, here's where I, I think about this practically, though. The problem is, is that, I mean, 
do you really design your week? You know, even like right now, we've got our routine, but we never actually sat down and said, okay, so from this time to this time, we're going to go to work this time. We never sat down and built that out. I guess that is something that in retirement. I was going to say, we're not retired. So that might be part of it too. We don't really have the whole day of flexibility to kind of. That's true, I guess. But yes, I think it is important to uh, build out that routine, that day to day of what you're going to be doing. Number two. Number two, purpose. So I love what she says in the article. She talks about how society respects those people who work. And the way she puts it is that you're commonly asked, what do you do? Now, when you answer, I'm retired, what she talks about is how responding with I'm retired might leave you feeling less fulfilled than you were, even if you hated your job. Just being able to say what you did was somehow, a, I don't know, a comfort for people. Yeah. And so it just, it gave them a sense of purpose. And that was one thing that I took away from the article was that even if you hated your job, it gave you something to do. Even if the only reason why you were working that job was to put food on the table. So, you know, it still gave you a sense of purpose. So some practical advice that she gave was to what? To find a hobby, which I mean, I think is, it kind of goes, ties in a little bit with the first one with structure, because if you have a hobby, chances are you're probably going to want to do that often. Um, Find a hobby, anything that really is important to you that you like doing. I mean, it can be gardening. It can be going for walks or I'm sure there's so much more to do. She can't even think of any sort of examples. I got you, Mel. I'll pick this (laughs) up. So you've got golf volunteering. You've got a lot of different things you can do, but it's important to find that hobby or interest before you retire. You know, coming up with that routine and figuring out what is it that you want to do. And one thing that she talks about is that if what you're planning on doing is too easy, then it may not be enough to actually make you feel fulfilled. But if it's too hard, then you probably might lose interest. I mean, I know speaking Mandarin is hard. I don't think that it's something that I would be able to do for a long period of time without losing interest. But you're probably not going to pick that up. Just, you know, No, I'm sorry to my Chinese family that I cannot (laughs) speak to you in our native tongue. But uh, that's just it's it's hard. It's a hard language to learn. And that takes us to our third or her third point, rather community. Yeah. So this is where, you know, thinking about how your job offered you the ability to communicate and interact with other people through conversation. And now that the job's gone, you don't really have that. So some of the advice that she gives is plan whatever you're going to do that's going to create interaction with other people. And uh, I'm just going to say it, the drive through at McDonald's, not interacting with people. I mean, it can be. The, the, the grocery store checker, that's not interacting with people. So maybe something a little more fulfilling than just your day-to-day conversations while you're out yeah, and about. Wh- whether it's, you know, club activities or, you know, classes that you could take, sports, church, anywhere where there's other people, the, I mean, bowling leagues, bingo halls. Volunteer work. See, it goes back. I brought it back all the way to the beginning, Mel. Bingo halls. That's what we do here. We're just wrapping it all back up. I wonder if people are watching this, picturing us just sitting there with all of our daubers and our little our, our things and just... That's a very accurate picture of how it was when we went. So that wraps up the three things that Carolyn thinks are the, the most important in retirement that, again, people often overlook. Structure, purpose, and community. So if you can find something in those 
all of those things that ties in together, you're going to have a pretty good retirement. Yeah. Just make sure you add that to the list of all the financial things you've got to do, making sure that your money's going to last the rest of your life, making sure that you've got a plan. It sounds for like we're giving you guys homework. <laughs> yeah. So you've got a lot of homework. And if you need help with that, head to retireonceshow.com. Schedule that time for us to connect. We'd be happy to help put together your specific retirement plan. But with that, before we get out of here, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. And I am Jonathan Rankin. I'm Melissa Rankin. Thank you for joining us.